This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's OBA with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Pause up, listeners. This is Arden Moore. As you know, our OBHAVE show has been on the air since 2007. Thanks to all of you, we are now the longest-running pet podcast on the planet. But today, this episode is definitely the first of its kind. We are giving a very special tribute to the one-of-a-kind Betty White. She passed away on December 31st at age 99. She would have been 100 on January 17th. My executive producer, Mark Winter, suggested that we repost that episode in which I interviewed Betty White. In a few minutes, you will hear that encore presentation. Like you, I love Betty White and all her television shows, her game shows, movies. She played Sue Ann Nivens on the Mary Tyler Moore Show, Rose Nyland on the Golden Girls, Elka Ostrowski on Hot in Cleveland. In the 80s and 90s of her age, she got this popularity reboot. I mean, do you guys remember the 2010 Super Bowl commercial for Snickers, the candy bar? She was in a back lot football game and got tackled, and she was impersonating an energy-drained guy getting tackled. And one of the teammates looked at Betty White, covered in mud, flat on her back, and said, Mike, you're playing like Betty White out there. Betty White, in typical Betty White timing, replied, That's not what your girlfriend said. Oh my gosh, that video went viral. And it also sparked a Facebook campaign to get her to host Saturday Night Live, which she did. Now, I'm betting all of us have a favorite Betty White story. Let me share a few of mine. I mean, first off, I got the golden opportunity to interview Betty right here on this podcast. Hey, I've been a journalist for more than four decades. I've interviewed presidents, Oscar winners, astronauts, sports legends, and everyone in between. But of all the people I've interviewed, Betty White has and probably always will be my favorite. So let me share some Betty White moments of mine. One, I got the chance to actually interview Betty White one-on-one. You see it. You're going to hear this encore presentation. I was like, what a special opportunity. I have to admit, I was nervous before the show, but Betty quickly put me at ease. Now, I thought I had done my homework on her and I introduced her as a five-time Emmy winner. (laughs) Oh no. Betty quickly interjected and said, six, but who's counting? She also did her homework on me. She knew that I had a dog that had golden retriever in her. She loves golden retrievers. And she asked me about my dog, Chipper. Now, Chipper was a golden retriever husky mix. And I'm thinking, 
wow, she's a guest on my show and she's asking me something. She did her homework on me. She also told me she was sitting on her couch in Los Angeles during this interview with her special golden Pontiac, who was sleeping next to her. And during that show, we talked about everything, as you will soon hear again. I got to admit, I never wanted that interview to end. Next, after we did the recording of the O Behave show episode featuring Betty White, I sent her a copy of my book, Happy Dog, Happy You, and autographed it to her in Pontiac. She sent me an autographed copy of her novel that she co-authored with her longtime friend, Tom Sullivan. The book is called Together, A Story of Shared Vision. But in true Betty White fashion, this is my favorite autograph signature ever. Betty White wrote in the inside cover of the book. She started naming all my pets. Now that's crazy. That's Betty White. She said to Chipper, Cleo, Callie, and Murphy, dot, dot, dot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you too, Arden. Love, Betty White and Pontiac. I got zinged by Betty. Yeah. All right. Now, as you know, Betty White has been championing pets and all animals for more than seven decades. She was very active with the Morris Animal Foundation and the Los Angeles Zoo. So fittingly, she was one of the special presenters at the American Hero Dog Award ceremony. It was held at the Ooh La 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 Beverly Hills Hilton, darling. And I had media credentials and I was able to greet Betty White on the red carpet. Now, on that day, it was my birthday, October 6th. I mentioned that to Betty. She kissed me lightly on the cheek and said, Happy birthday, Arden. Guys, this is the best birthday ever. Now, a day before Betty White died, she died December 31st, I stumbled upon a 2018 Netflix documentary called Betty White first lady of television. Julie and I relived all of Betty's golden moments on TV, in the movies, and of course, all her tireless work for pets and animals. And then 24 hours later, all of us learned that Betty White had died. On what would have been her 100th birthday, folks, January 17th, 2022, I hope you all get the chance to go to the movie theater and see a very special documentary being released. It's called Betty White. 100 years young, a birthday celebration. Finally, Betty White was never at a loss for words. There are so many awesome Betty White quotes and quips, but I'll share my two favorites. One, when asked about aging, Betty said, don't try to be young, just open your mind, stay interested in stuff. And my other favorite Betty White quote was this, funny never gets old. Our world was made so much better because of Betty White. Think about it. People of all ages, backgrounds, all love Betty White. She made us smile. She made us happy. She made us better. So Betty White, thank you. Thank you for being our friend. And now in tribute to Betty White, here is the encore presentation of my interview with her on the Behave show on Pet Life Radio. Enjoy. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. Oh, behave. We'll be right back. Hey, pet pals. Arden Moore here. Got dog? Of course you do. 
Our friends at Carlson Pet Products have some great products to keep your dog happy and safe. They have a lineup of decorative and durable doorway gates. Hey, I got two and I love them. They keep my dogs, Kona and Emma, out of the two rooms where my cat's litter boxes are. My cats are able to slip in and out of the small opening of the gate when needed. I installed these gates in minutes. The gates are easy to use and match my decor. Learn more by dashing over to carlsonpetproducts.com today. You'll be glad you did. Get 25% off your order plus free shipping using the promo code PETLIFE at carlsonpetproducts.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Obehave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today has been a golden girl for pets. Her heart is true, and she's definitely a pal and confidant. If you find yourself humming the theme song to Golden Girls, well, it's because our special guest is the always funny, always caring Betty White. Welcome to the show, Betty. Thank you with all my heart, and thank you for being a friend. (laughs) You got it. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. You're welcome. You know, I mentioned that you were going to be on my show, and everyone I told shared with me a favorite Betty White story. You (laughs) seem to have a lot of clout among the two-leggers on this planet. And then I said, hey, to my two dogs, Chipper and Cleo, and my cats, Callie and Murphy, Betty White's on my show. And they started wagging their tails and purring like Mack trucks. So you do truly have animal magnetism, Betty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I think they, they're just reflecting how I feel about them. That's what it is. You have two kitties and two dogs. One of, you have a golden, haven't you? She's a half golden, golden retriever husky mix. So she's husky. got, yeah, body by husky, temperament by golden, and the head looks like a golden. Oh, but that must be a beautiful combination. What color are her eyes? That kind of nice chestnut brown. Ah, so she didn't get the husky eyes. Sometimes they're no. just the, the light blue. Uh-huh. No. Oh, but that's lovely. I know you're uh, very dear and near to the Goldens, and she spent two years in three different shelters, and then I got her. She ends up being a therapy dog. She's been on CNN. She's flown with me from L.A. to uh, New York. She's actually peed in Central Park, so I think that's a pretty good statement for a dog. I think so. My Pontiac here can't say that. <laughs> well, tell us about Pontiac. You, you do have a lifelong love of Golden Retrievers, and uh, Pontiac is the latest, right? Well, my golden retriever passion began when I uh, took Tom Sullivan, my beloved Tom Sullivan, my blind friend's golden, his guide dog. He had to retire his guide dog and, of course, was going to keep her, but then got the new guide, uh, Black Lab, and she just went bananas. She, Every time he'd go to put uh, Nelson's harness on, There'd be two heads trying to get into the harness, and, and oh, it was heartbreaking. So I took Dinah, and mm-hmm. I took her when she retired at 11. Uh, she came to me, and I had her until she was 15. She made 15 by three days. Oh, congratulations. Now, you and Tom actually co-authored a book together called Together, A Story of Shared Vision. That came out last year, right? Yeah, that was our second book together. Our first one was about four years ago, uh, Leading Lady, 
It was about his, about Dinah, the dog that I took. And he wrote his chapters about his life with Dinah. And I wrote my chapters about my life after she came to me. And we alternated chapters. We had a wonderful time. Tell me what it is about the Golden Retriever, and let's talk about Dinah first. What has she brought to your life that has made your life truly golden? I guess we're on a golden theme, sorry, Golden Girls and Golden Retriever. (laughs) I always say, Tom always say she taught him how to grow up, and I always say she taught me how to grow old. She took you through all those passages. I mean, here she had lived as a working dog with Tom, taking him all over the country. He was a uh, representative for the uh, Good Morning America show. And she took him all over the country and in and out of hotels, on and off of airplanes, just the two of them by themselves. And then when she came to me, instead of uh, grieving or anything like that, it was, oh, well, now how can I help you? So what do you have to do? And she broke in my housekeeper and my my other two little dogs and the mailman and the pool man. She just took over. And I thought, if she can go through changes like that, I can go through changes like that. Wow, that's pretty profound. And she does it without speaking a single word. She had you at woof. (laughs) Yes, well, we have our own language. (laughs) Now, you grew up in the uh, Midwest in Oak Park, Illinois, is that right? No, I was born there. I came out here when I was a year and a half old. Oh, okay. I don't think California was a state yet at that point. I think it was still a territory. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do want to wish you an early happy birthday, January 17th, everybody. That is the uh, happy birthday to Betty White. I wanted to wish you that greeting today, if I may. Well, thank you so much. And when you've had as many as I've had, you you shouldn't even bother people with a birthday. Well, what I'd like to do is I, uh, I've written 20 pet books. I, one of these days I'll get them right, but I have a book that I'm going to send to you. It's called Happy Dog, Happy You. I uh, just went on a book tour, and it has hundreds of ways to better connect and bring out the very best in you and your dog. So I think hopefully you and uh, Pontiac will enjoy pawing through the pages. Oh, I would love that. I would really love that. Did you get a copy of Together? No, not yet. You want a book swap? I will will send you a copy of Together. How about that? I think that's a deal. I would love that because we both have the same passion with pets. And I don't know about you, but you you can be rich in life, but you're never enriched until you really can connect with that human-animal bond. Well, it's so true, and I feel so sorry for the people who don't get it. <laughs> well, the other thing we have in common is the Morris Animal Foundation. You have been their president emeritus, I believe, since 1971. And for all of us listeners, I urge you to go to the website, uh, morrisanimalfoundation.com, and you'll see a short welcome video from Betty. And I'm involved with their Happy Healthy Cat campaign and I do some of the uh, cat and dog behavior questions. So my picture's right below yours on the homepage. How's that? I think that's great. And believe me, I appreciate your support. Uh, I've been with Morris since 1970, but I wasn't president until 19, in the 1980s. But okay. I, I was doing a television show that I wrote and produced and hosted, and it was called The Pet Set. And I was trying to sugarcoat factual information. I didn't want just the cutesy stuff. I wanted, you know, to sort of people to learn about animals and different breeds and all that. So I would try to research every show that I I wrote and every time I'd pick up anything, it was according to the Morris Animal Foundation, according <laughs> to the Morris Animal Foundation. 
so finally, when I went on the air, they contacted me and asked, invited me to a meeting in Denver. They're headquartered in Denver. So I went to the meeting. I was so impressed by them. Well, they haven't been able to get rid of me since. <laughs> hey, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I know uh, Dr. Patty Olson, the director of Today, and I know you knew uh, Mark Morris. Everyone has oh. spoken very highly of you. Oh, well, thank you very much. But they're stuck with me. They can't get rid of me. <laughs> well, what do you think, um, if you could share a few things, uh, just like you were saying how Dinah is, has taught you how to grow old, what do you think uh, uh, Pontiac is doing for you? Oh, well, he's my golden boy. Speaking of golden, he, mm-hmm. he is my constant companion. I don't go two steps without him being at my side. And if I have to be out of town, I always, with one exception, I only go out of town max three days. I won't be gone from him any longer than that. But I had, I just did the new Sandra Bullock movie in Boston, so I had to be gone longer. Mm-hmm. But my good friend, Jerry Martin, came over every single day to visit and play with him. And of course, my housekeeper loves him like I do. And so he was, he didn't have to go anywhere. But when I'm gone for just three days, she says he sits up in the window and watches his window on the landing of the stairs, looks out over the front driveway. And she says he goes out, takes care of himself, eats his dinner, and then goes right back up to the window to watch for me. Wow. So that's that kind of support. You know what that does for your morale. Yeah, that's a number one fan, That, but it's nice because all he wants is your love. Isn't that nice? He's not tugging for anything else. Nope, not a thing. Now, this movie with you and uh, Sandra Bullock, I guess also Ryan Reynolds is in it. it when is it going to come out? And tell us a little bit about the movie called The Proposal. It's going to come out on the 12th of June, and they're already plugging it. I'm, I see trailers on the air. I can't imagine why they're plugging it this early, but it, the release date is June 12th. And it's a it's a cute romantic movie. It's it's lots of fun, and uh, I'm delighted to be included because Sandra Bullock is probably one of the class acts on the face of the earth. She's not only beautiful and talented and funny, but she's just one of the most down to earth, great human beings I've ever met. We're going to be friends forever. She does. She seems very grounded. Oh, she is just delightful. She packs quite a punch, too. I remember her in Miss Congeniality. Man, I hope you didn't have any uh, punching scenes. <laughs> no, I'm glad I didn't have to do that. <laughs> we did have to dance around the campfire one night. I'm, I'm her boyfriend's grandmother, and I own everything in Alaska. I'm the richest woman on the face of the earth, but I also think I'm a shaman. So I'm dancing around the fire, and she comes out to see what that is. I get her dancing around the fire. Well, the night we shot the thing, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my and gosh. And it was pouring rain. And so we're dancing in this pouring rain. We, it was the only time we were up at that location, so we had to get the shot in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, was it filmed in all exclusively in Boston? No, up north of Boston. We lived in Boston, but then okay. they pick us up in the morning, and we went up to, like, uh, Rockport and, and uh, Gloucester and way up, you know, up the coast. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to watch that movie. So uh, I, I think just it'll be let you fun. Know. Oh yeah, it'd be great. You know, I understand. I was snooping around your bio, and correct me if I'm wrong. You're the first woman to ever win a daytime Emmy award for hosting a game show. It was called what? Just me? Just men. Oh, just men. So tell just me, that's men. boy. Yep. It was a game show. I was the hostess, and I'd had have six 
guys on the show every day, and then two <laughs> girls would be asking them questions. And uh, I'd have, of course, actors and celebrities and sports figures and political figures and all that. And uh, we'd do five shows in a day, and they'd all be getting acquainted kind of on the first show. And the second show, you sort of separated the villains from the heroes. And by the end of the week, I practically needed a, by the fifth show, I needed a whip and a chair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, as humans, we don't always sit and stay like our pets. I know, but it was fun. You know, one thing I think that is admirable about you is that you have always been careful not to be typecast. I mean, if for folks, when I was doing the uh, I Have Betty White on my show uh, talk, they would be like, oh, my gosh, I just loved her as Sue Ann Niven, you know, this man-hungry woman on the Mary Tyler Moore show. And others were like, you know, Rose Nyland was pretty naive but sweet on Golden Girls. But I got to tell you, I got to confess, my favorite role of yours was Catherine Piper on Boston Legal. I mean, you <laughs> whacked the guy with a frying pan, for gosh sakes. You're a convicted murderer. <laughs> I know. I, I, I wasn't convicted. I killed him. Oh, that's you right. Saw me, you saw me kill him, but I got away with it. And then I robbed two convenience stores, and I got away with it. And I kidnapped my best friend from her retirement home, and I got away with it. And I, I, I've had a great time. What do you think about the cast on Boston? Like, I was sad that it's ended its run, but... It was so imaginative, and I wanted to ask what it was like to be on the set, and what did you think of all the different shows you've been? How does this? Uh, how was this one different from some of the others? It's one of the best, one of the most fun ever. Of course, I loved Golden Girls, and of course, mm-hmm. I loved uh, the, being a neighborhood nymphomaniac on Mary Tyler Moore. So, but <laughs> but Boston Legal, it's such a first, such a class group of people, and to get David E. Kelly's writing was such a privilege, but they're the greatest group of people you could possibly work with. They're wow. delight. Oh, I was so sorry to see it end. Yeah, I know. When I had that two-hour special, I, I actually did a little DVR on my Cox Cable, and I was like, oh, please, I don't want it to go away. You know, when you have a good show, it's it, it tackled all issues. And it was one of the few appointment TVs. You know, sometimes you'll catch a show if you happen to be around. But right. this one, you made a point of being home on Tuesday night. That's right. That's right. So are you, now, the other thing I saw you on was, uh, what is it called, Million Dollar Password now? There have been many, many variations of the original with your husband, Alan Ludden, but you were there with Regis. With Regis. Uh, we did about six or eight shows, I guess. We did them in New York quite a while ago, and then they just, they've just been running them, and uh it's great fun. It's such a wonderful game. But they've glitched it up to the point of they've got, you know, all these lights and all of the, all the glitter and, and ten cameras and all that. It's not your simple little password anymore, but it's still a fun game to play. When the original, when your late but great husband, Alan Lund, was the host, give us just an idea of how the contrast was between when that show aired and what sort of the things were on the set that seemed really amazing at that time to what you have now. Well, in those days, this is Million Dollar Password where it doesn't happen, but you can climb up to win a million dollars. In those days, I think the most you could win was $500, but you had to work for it. And mm-hmm. uh, I I was on the third one that ever aired. That's where I met Alan. And he, we had uh, great fun. That summer, we were cast into a into a summer stock 
play up in Cape Cod, and that's when he started the heavy courting. But mm-hmm. Bob Stewart, who who invented the game and created the game, he said, I did the third show with Alan, and after I left, Alan said, I'm going to marry that woman. <laughs> and I didn't know that at all. Well, he did charm you, and I, I mean... I understand that you um, were pretty resistant at first, or I oh, mean, it took me a year to get smart, Arden. I was, <laughs> I, I, I wasted a whole year. We could have been together. I lived in California. He lived in New York. There was no way I was going to move to New York. He just didn't. He was an awfully good salesman. He just didn't give up. Wow, I think I love watching him, and he, to me, you, you found a good soulmate in him. Oh, I sure did. And what you saw was what you got. He was just a delight. I think Regis does a real good job. You know, he he uh, he's awfully good at it, but it's a whole different game. Yeah, I mean, the show is, you know, you've got these hydraulic lifts and everything. When you go into the final round, it kind of scared me a little bit. You got yeah, boosted it, up. scared me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the show I saw, the clue was Hickey, and I guess you didn't get that, and then Regis tried to give you a Hickey on the air. I told him the last time Password host had given me a hickey, I married him. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, let's talk a little bit about your role with animals. I know the Morris Animal Foundation is a big deal, and um, they have two major campaigns out there, the Happy Healthy Cat Campaign and Canine Cancer Crusade. And I didn't know if you wanted to speak a little bit about um, these efforts. And, you know, they, they do a lot of good work in trying to get some good research out there to help us and help pets. Well, the whole the premise of Morris Animal Foundation, we fund studies, health, humane health studies into specific health problems of dogs, cats, horses, and zoo and wildlife. And we help develop the feline leukemia vaccine and the parvovirus vaccine for dogs and all that. Well, now we have this canine cancer campaign where we're determined we're going to, one out of every four dogs, dies of cancer. I lost wow. one of my beloved Goldens, my Kita, from the cancer. And, mm-hmm. uh, but it's prevalent in Goldens, but it, in all animals, cats and dogs. And so we're, we're really concentrating and spending a ton of money on uh, these health studies, which along the line, because we all suffer from cancer and as dogs are prone to I mean, are vulnerable to the same carcinogens that humans are. So in in finding, concentrating on the canine cancer, along the line we'll find out why we get cancer as well. And then the the, uh, Happy Healthy Cat program, Hills Science Diet, has donated a million dollars. Cats are the number one pet in in this country, and the problem is fewer cats go to, to... veterinary hospitals or taken in for care than dogs, although they outnumber dogs by far. So we're trying to, and even the research studies, we don't have enough people doing feline studies. So we're concentrating on getting those feline studies to where you'll lengthen the life of your beloved kitty. Yeah, I think you're, you've touched upon it that, you know, the dog is truly being mankind's best friend by these efforts that are going underway. And, and cats are number one in popularity, and they bring so much to the table, but they do tend to mask their pain, and they don't come in with a limp and say, I really hurt, like our doggies will tell us. 
So yeah, I think right. it's nice that we're finally shining the light on, on cats as well. And it's so funny, as I said that, my calico cat, Callie, just came up to me and said, Hey, Betty, big paws up. Yeah, you better help the cats, too. Oh, I will help. Hello, Callie. <laughs> she's 14 oh, years love- young, and she oh. says, I love my two doggy pals. They get in a big fur pile, and they, they sleep together. So she came from the streets of Miami. Oh, well, bless her heart. She lucked into a good home. I yeah. missed my kitty so much. I lost my, uh, I had a, a, a foundling Himalayan, a gorgeous blue-eyed baby. His name was Bob Cat. And oh, my gosh, didn't... good name. Yep, and people who didn't like cats had to call him Mr. Cat. They couldn't call him Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, at least you're more clever. Name. I had Callie was... the Calico, so, but Bob Cat, good job. Good job, and he, uh, I lost him at 15, but he left such a hole in my heart. That it's, as soon as I stop with this in-and-out-of-town business, I'm hoping somebody will find me, but don't send me a kitty because I can't handle it right now with Pontiac. You know what? I promise you that, and that's the nice thing you need to stress. You can be very a champion of pets, but that doesn't mean you have to become a hoarder, right? No, no, I only want... If you have too many, you know, if you have more than, well, three max, you run out of hands. I only want the number of animals that I can one-on-one with because that's where the companionship really comes in. You're right. You know, we're speaking with Betty White, who is extraordinary in the world of both acting and being a pet advocate. And we're going to talk with her and continue just for a little bit right after this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here. Itch, scratch, rub, chew, repeat. Does that sound like what's happening to your pet? Help is here. Zymox skin and ear care products can help calm and soothe your pet's angry skin or red infected ears. For over 20 years, Zymox products have been helping pets find relief for these conditions. For that itchy pet, Zymox shampoo and leave-on conditioner combines a special blend of ingredients that moisturize, hydrate, and provide soothing relief. For those hard-to-treat areas like body folds or the paws, easy-to-use Zymox topical cream and spray are great options. And for those nasty ears, Zymox ear solution is amazing. And you don't even have to pre-clean the painful ear. No pre-cleaning? Hooray! All Zymox skin and ear products get their effectiveness from enzymes. Zymox contains no antibiotics and no petroleum byproducts, just the soothing power of enzymes. Zymox can be found at your veterinary clinic, most specialty stores for pets, and online. And you can save 20% off any Zymox or Oratine products on Zymox.com. Just enter the code ARDEN20 at checkout. That's ARDEN20. Visit Zymox.com. That's Z-Y-M-O-X.com. Pause up. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Tim Conway, and this is my favorite program that you're listening to and I'm listening to right now. Arden is one of my favorites, and uh, I I never miss the show. I haven't seen it yet, but I never miss it. 
We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back. You're listening to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We have with us Betty White. Uh, she is President Emeritus, I love that word, of the Morris Animal Foundation. She's been around some TVs and movie shows. You might have seen her on some little show called The Golden Girls. Zillions of them. I mean, I, you go on, you do your name, uh, Betty, on uh, the computer, and well, Pickety just goes crazy with all the shows that you've been on. You, you, you're a girl that gets around. <laughs> you can't get rid of me is what you're saying. You have to either <laughs> sell your set or blow it up to get, get rid of me. I've been I mean, in, in, in uh, show business for 60 years, and in 60 years, you cover a lot of territory. Well, how do you keep your staying power, do you think? Because there are folks that seem to, you know, you seem to get better with age. You're like a fine wine. <laughs> that's that's nice of you to say, but I don't, it's lovely to hear, not to believe. But it's, Well, uh, I'm not drinking either right now, I swear. Well, good for you. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I'll get off the air real fast and then you can, you can go away. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I love what I do so much, both in the animal side and, um, I'm the luckiest old brought on two feet because half my life is animals and half my life is show business, the two things I love the most. Well, you can't ask for anything more than that. That's right. Now, you also do, uh, you've joined the soap opera, The Bold and Beautiful, too. You've been on as Ann Douglas? Yes, that was, I did an arc of shows where I played Stephanie's mother, and uh, it was interesting. I'd never done a soap before in my life, and uh, boy, those people really work. You get a ton of dialogue and almost no rehearsal time, so you really have to put your nose to the grindstone and, and pay attention, but it was it was interesting. Now, do they have the the words, the dialogue somewhere off camera? You can see, or are you writing it on the other person's forehead, or how do you know how to read oh, all those? You can't do that. You can't act and read lines at the same time. I, no way could I ever use a cue card. No, okay. no, you, you you memorize everything. Oh my gosh, that's hard. I don't think I'll. I don't think I have a future as a soap opera star then. Because they they write paragraphs. They don't write lines. They write paragraphs. Every, every line is practically a speech in itself. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's, it's a lovely group of people, and those people have worked together for twenty years. I mean, it's just incredible how how uh, the two leads did the first show over twenty years ago together. And they're still great and dear friends and work beautifully together. Oh, that's great. Now, switching to your animal hat, we did talk a little bit about the Morris Animal Foundation, but I wanted to also ask you if you could speak a little bit about um, your efforts with the Los Angeles Zoo, I think actors and other animals, and then the 1-800-PET-MEDS that you're a spokesperson for. Well, I'm not a spokesperson. I did, I did a commercial for the pet meds. Okay. I, All right. I'm not a spokesperson, but... The L.A. Zoo I've been with as long as I have with Morris for 40 years. And uh, I'm, I've been a trustee and I've been a commissioner, zoo commissioner for three terms. But I, I, that's my one of my big, big efforts and loves. And we, have, we just opened a beautiful new state-of-the-art gorilla exhibit. And we have a state-of-the-art chimpanzee exhibit that we, we conned, I conned. James put all into helping design so that it would be right for the chimps, and uh, oh, it's a it's a wonderful organization. And it's my other home. I spend more time at the zoo than I do at home. Well, when you said you, what was the Betty White touch that you added to help the gorillas? 
oh, just fundraising and, and keeping the troops whipped up to, to get enough money together to do it. And it took four years, but we, we got it done. And finally, I want to ask you, is there any special uh, trick you've taught Pontiac, or is there a special treat that he just drools for when uh, when you two are around, just hanging out, you and him, or do you have a special TV show you watch? I'm just kind of, if it's just you and Pontiac, what's your best moments? Well, it's like right now, I'm sitting on the couch in the den talking to you, and he's up on the couch with me curled up, sound asleep, with his head on my lap. And that's where we spend a lot of our, you know, home time. But he, when my friend Jerry Martin, the one who came over every day while I was away, when Jerry comes in, he's a great and dear friend. When he comes in, Pony greets him and keeps leading him to the kitchen and puts his nose on the ice, the lower part of the fridge where the ice machine is. Okay. And so he always has to have ice. Well, Jerry will take a piece of ice and throw it to him. And about one in 12, he catches the rest, it hits him right between the eyes, and he kind of goes, and then he comes back for another piece. <laughs> and Jerry throws him another piece, and it hits him right between the eyes. But once in a while, he catches it. <laughs> so he, he's not going to be an outfielder in his next life, it sounds like, no, Pontiac. that's the, the height of his trickery. <laughs> okay, well, that's okay. The the lap uh, lounging, I think, scores pretty big time, don't you? I do. <laughs> Well, we're very happy that you could be a guest on our show. And like I said, you win. I feel like a game show host. For being on our show, you win an autographed copy of Arden Moore's Happy Dog, Happy You. I'm, if I was more famous, I could give you a brand new house or a car. But, you know, you're just going to get stuck with a book that you can share with Pontiac. I am delighted to get stuck with that book. And if you would be sure that you include the, your address, I'll send you together. So we'll, okay. we'll trade books. <laughs> that sounds good. And we're speaking again. Let's get the name of your book out there so we can get people to buy that book. With Tom Sullivan, it's called Together. And it's really a very a very nice story. It's a novel this time. Our, our first book was uh, a nonfiction, but this one is a novel. But the, one of the lead characters is a black Labrador who was a real black Labrador, Nelson. He was Tom's second guide dog. So... Uh, but I think you'll enjoy it. Well, and I really appreciate it. Thank you, Arden, so much, and congratulations on the nomination. Oh, you're, hey, from one person who's won six Emmys, six right. Emmy wins, and about a zillion no- more nominations. Fourteen. Fourteen, okay. That's not like a zillion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was never good in math, but that's okay, right? You're doing very well. <laughs> Well, we want everyone to tune in to uh, this summer to check out um, Betty White. She will be in the movie called The Proposal with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Get some reruns of The Golden Girls and The Mary Tyler Moore Show and Boston Legal. You will see our favorite golden gal, Betty White. And it has been a great pleasure to have you on the show, Betty. I have the fabulous Flo from who lives across the street from me, who is 84 years young, who beats me every day in a game of skip bow cards who said to tell you she had loved the story of Tom Sullivan. She actually got to see and meet him in the airport after he got his new black lab and you got uh, Dinah. And she said it was just a magical moment in her life, and she sends you big hugs and kisses. Oh, well, bless her heart. Tell her I appreciate that with all my heart. And now Tom has a German Shepherd guy dog, Edison, who is still taking him all over the country. So she understands how special Tom is as well. 
Yes, it is. Well, I um, like I said, pause and applause for our special guest, Betty White. You've been listening to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I also want to thank my very cool producer, Mark Winter. He makes this show happen every week. And I'm inviting you to tune in each week and go to the PetLifeRadio.com site. We have plenty of other great shows there for your listening. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. <laughs> coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.